This time on episode 482 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss the Kids WB show X-Men Evolution Season 1, Episode 5, Speed and Spike, and Episode 6, The Middleverse. I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better, and it is part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. And now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director S.P. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Studios Productions fan cast. The show is recorded on Saturday, August 19th, 2023, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Bayville Live. Come and join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch on to it, we have, for the past 10 years and today, loved talking about Marvel. Because of the epic highs and lows of mutant basketball. If you'd like to talk to us about mutant basketball, you can visit our website, legendsofshield.com. If you have an inside tip for where we should check out the next great mutant basketball player, go ahead and leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you'd like to tweet us your favorite mutant basketball gifts, we are still at Twitter, I will never call it X, at Legends of Shield. You can send us clips of mutant basketball games. Make sure you share them on youtube.com slash geek. If you want to get into some good arguments about which NBA players were probably mutants, looking at you, insert player name here, why don't you get that discussion started over at gunnageek.com slash discord and hit up our discord server for it. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. Why is it always basketball that has superpowered people, mutants? Why not hockey? Why not baseball or football, a.k.a. soccer? Why does it have to be basketball? So in the 90s, there was a cartoon, not, I guess... Well, no, I guess they're kind of mutants. It was a cartoon called The Mighty Ducks, where there were literally alien ducks that played hockey. First time I remember hearing of Jennifer Hale. Well, technically, there are aliens that play hockey. They're called Canadians. They're aliens in the United States. And actually, mm-hmm. all over the world. But um bump All right. Well, we'll delve more into this, I'm sure, later. In the meantime, we're continuing our Saturday morning cartoon rundown with X-Men Evolution. I watched them this morning to keep in line with Saturday morning cartoons, and it was awesome. You guys ready to talk about it? Let's yes. Go. I got my sugar cereal ready. We're getting into mid-season here in X-Men Evolution because 
Episode 5, Speed and Spike, premiered on Kids WB on December 2nd, 2000. The next episode was Middleverse, and that premiered on Kids WB on January 27th, 2001. So there's almost two months of no new X-Men Evolution shows, and that would have made me sad had I been watching it at the time. It's a little bit too old, a little bit too busy doing adulting, really serious things at the time. I'm glad to have this now. And I'm also glad to have the epic rendition of the IMDb descriptions as told by Michelle. Speed and Spike. When Storm's nephew Evan Daniels is discovered to have mutant powers, he is reluctant to join the team. Middleverse. Kurt becomes trapped in an alternate universe created by another young mutant known as Forge, who himself has been stuck there for more than 20 years. Did you hear that, Marvel? That was epic narration. So you need to hire Michelle to do your voiceover stuff for anything Marvel related. I think she'd be great at it. And Lauren, we're a team. Of course, Lauren. Of course, Lauren and Haley are also on the writer staff to be for Marvel Studios. Well, so they can write what I need to voiceover. Perfect team. All right. Well, talking about perfect team, we had these two episodes. Chris, what'd you think about him? Are we finally getting done with just plots meant to introduce characters? I sure hope so. My science fair projects were never this cool. If memory serves, I think this is the end of the beginning, I guess. Duncan Matthews, that football stud, he is uber cool. He lures all the mutants to his party. I'm telling you, it's just magnetic personality. And as we know, in Marvel Comics, magnetics is everything. So, yeah, pretty cool. All right, Chris, what do you got about the device that is reset? See, resetting devices here is something that has hit X-Men a lot before. Most notably in the X-Men game for Sega Genesis, where you cannot beat the game unless you reset your console, making it impossible to beat on a Model 3 Genesis. Just like today, it's interesting to know that turning it on and off again works. It boggles my mind how that's a science fair project, but that's pretty much the case for most science fair projects in tv i mean i think the biggest i did was a project testing to see what would happen if you turned plants upside down while they're growing (laughs) so i thought this was pretty cool because we're focused on the device but it's really creating a pocket universe right it's it's this whole shadow pocket universe that has been created through this and i like how the writers differentiated it because they knew what was going to be talked about in school and whatever they said well it stops just short of the girls locker room you know so you've got that stopping short and what we're talking about is the device that forge has right from 20 years ago and since this is 2000 i'm just going to go on a limb that that room was locked for 22 years no that's no problem. School doesn't need any space for anything. We'll just lock this up. Nobody ever needs to go in there. It doesn't need to happen. We shut down the music program. 
I know, but you need the space. If anything else, you need the space to store or clean football equipment, right? Because that is the most important thing. It, it, they are rather close to the fields outside, so that makes sense. But also, I've definitely seen areas of schools where people are, are just, yeah, nobody's been there for a long time. We have no idea why, and we're not going to be the ones to find out. See, that does sound like kind of some of the older high schools in Laredo when I was there. So the problem I have with that is the overcrowding in schools that most people have these days. There's just not a lot of money that goes into schools. So as communities grow over time, it just becomes a need for space. You would think that somebody would have to get in there. But this was the early 2000s. It wasn't quite as dire yet. Also, if you get in there and discover the mess, guess who's going to have to clean it up? Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the detention kids to do that. Free labor. Slave labor, and you can't do that. Yeah, you can. Courts say it's okay. I'm going to recommend everybody watch the documentary 13. (laughs) Okay. And why? Because it addresses the whole issue of prison slave labor. Hmm. Okay. Well, Michelle, talking about prisons, you know, you've got Scott Summers, who is in a prison of his own mind. And he's gone from the prison of his own mind of being a jerk to like learning his lesson and being okay. Well, he does start off being a jerk to Kurt about you need to sit down and actually pulls his tail. It's like, that's not cool, man. That's not cool at all to finally learning his lesson. And we have that bropology at the end where it's like, I'm sorry, man. Oh no, I did stuff too. I'm sorry, man. Oh, okay. So Disney early 2000s. I know this is not a Disney show. I can kind of maybe defend pulling the tail only to the extent of that was the first thing he grabbed as he reached up. If that had been anybody else without a tail, it probably would have been pulling on the belt or a belt loop or somewhere up in that area. So yeah, the tail's like, okay, you just get a grip on the tail first. But Scott kind of his fake, oh, we have to be super serious, and then yelling out psych because his name is Cyclops. Yeah, that was good. No. I don't know. That was just the right kind of corny to me. Yeah, we get hints of why I was not such a fan of Cyclops in the comics. Again, basically being a stick in the mud. And he seems to have learned his lesson. We'll see if it sticks over the course of the series. But again, this is one of the few versions of Cyclops that I liked when I was younger. Okay. One of the things we have to address is the wax slang, dudes. Psych. Yes, that's his name. But he says something and then he goes, psych, which means psyching you out. I said something, but I didn't really mean it. We're now showing our generational differences by knowing the slang and not knowing the slang. So that whole bit in Middleverse where Kurt is making fun of Forge's antiquated 70s slang is kind of double funny now with 23 years of distance because 
Yeah, you see exactly how well some of the slang from the late 90s, early 2000s holds up. Granted, I still do use some of it, but... I mean, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. This thing is so cool to the max. I mean, it's all, it's all just the bomb.com. It's so fetch. It's all that and a bag of chips. Stop making fetch happen. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's just turn the page. Sure. Thank you, Chris. <sighs> well, talking about time, because, you know, history and everything. What timeline of the mutants are we actually in? I don't know. You have so many options here. And I think one of the key things deciding or letting us know what timeline we're in, or if we're in a completely new one, is who the heck is Pietro in relation to Magneto? Who we, I don't think we know officially as Magneto yet. I don't remember. But is Pietro his son? Is Pietro not his son? Is Pietro maybe his son sometimes, but only when he wants to admit it? I don't know. And it's fun because in the comics, that kind of jumps around too. And it's Kaylee was asking me how they decide if Pietro is his son or not. And it is completely based on what the plot needs it to be. So short answer, the X-Men Evolution Universe is Earth 11052, according to the Marvel Wiki. And if you watch with captions, it does say, like, I think as far back as his first appearance, that it's Magneto. So captions spoiling things for people who don't know, I guess. And as for the relation, well, he did say he was taking a special interest in Pietro. We'll find out what that means. Yeah, this all seems to be set up. I mean, we've got a few more episodes in the season, and then we go into season two, which I hope the story starts to take off at that point in time. I think so, yeah. Uh, you've got Rogue hanging out there. I don't know what side Rogue is on, and they just allow her to leave while they take care of business as they're, they're fighting the X-Men. The Mystique's group is fighting the X-Men to keep the portal open. They don't care about the portal being open or not. They have no idea who's stuck behind there. They just want the device because Mystique has told them, we want the device. But they're doing that, and then they just let Rogue go. I don't know. I think any gang would care about just somebody skipping out on a fight like that. Uh, she is on nobody's side because nobody is on her side. Also, she is a girl. They don't need her to fight with them because she is just a girl. I'm going to take that and clip that out and take that out of context, Chris. I fully expect you to. <laughs> Which makes it really funny, I think, because out of all four of them, she is probably the one who could very easily take out that group of X-Men all by herself. And nobody else in their little brotherhood team could at all. Probably. I don't know. Is this how Kate Pride is going to be treated this entire series where she's just there to, I don't know, have an extra body from time to time and get teased by Kurt? Do you want the non, do you want the spoilery version or the non-spoilery version? I just no want spoilers. I hope that her character has some sort of progression. It is early season and characterization marches on for everyone. See, non-spoilery. That's good. So 
When I heard Spike, I thought of Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Is that supposed to be some sort of connection between the two? No. So this character was a completely original creation for the show. Originally, his name was supposed to be like Armadillo, but they decided that was too unwieldy and went with the totally 90s. So we're going to add a Y in it spelling of Spike. There is actually a nephew for Storm in the comics. His name is David Monroe. And he shows up at like her wedding to Black Panther. Isn't really a big character in the show. And I want to say that a few years ago, they did introduce a character who looked like this version of Spike, but I think he had a different name. And I think it was only for like one or two issues. Hmm. It was a while ago. Is this different from the spiky guy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. So there's also in the third Singer X-Men movie, there's a character, I think, named Spike, but with an eye who kind of vaguely has the same power set at him. Let's face it, his powers are basically a more aesthetically pleasing version of Marrow's from the comics. And I always liked Marrow. She's fun. Well, in the first episode, it starts with the basketball game, and then after the basketball game, there's a locker room scene, whatever, and you have Speed and Spike, you know, squaring off for the first time or whatever. But after everybody leaves, then Storm just walks into the guy's locker room. I just thought that was a little weird. I guess it's okay in the context of there are different genders that coach different genders teams and you know you run through processes to make sure that but she just like kind of walked in i i thought that was a little weird storm is basically a goddess she does what she wants <laughs> you could tell her no <laughs> well we don't see anything about the people who tried to stop her that she wind tied up to the wall <laughs> i think I think there would be more of a ruckus every time she came into the school if that would happen. Like, oh, there she is. Stay away. I remember the first time I ever went into the boys' bathroom at school. It was, you know, because they drill that into you when you're a kid. You don't go into the other bathroom. And it's like you're kind of expecting, like, I don't know, lightning to strike you or something. Just kind of vaguely something. And then you're like, oh, it's, it's just a room with toilets and maybe a urinal. And there's really nothing special about it. Hopefully it's clean. Yeah, my daughter who's pregnant. Yeah, good luck with that. Went to a concert at a big stadium uh, last weekend. And what they did to compensate for the, you know, the long lines in the women's bathroom or whatever, they, they turned some of the men's bathroom into women's bathroom. She said she had to go, you know, pregnant and everything. So she went in there and it was the boys bathroom. And she's like, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Yeah, you guys have like, I don't know, 20 urinals and just like two or three stalls or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's the way it is. But I don't know why any woman would want to go in a guy's bathroom because, yeah, they're generally not. The venue I go to for pro wrestling, well, for indie wrestling, I went to one of their shows last week, which if you listen to that episode, that's why my voice sounded a little hoarse. But they have. They're not gendered bathrooms. It's just like urinal, no urinal. And that works out pretty well. Okay. Also, I agree with all the non-American commentary I see online. Why don't we have just 
you know, full on doors instead of just this little things that you can peek around and under. And it's just super annoying and disgusting. This is why I like Bucky's bathrooms. They have the full door and it says, you know, whether it's occupied or not. It's nice. The biggest Bucky's in the United States is being built a few miles from my house. And I'm sure it will be the biggest just for a little bit until a bigger one is built. But yeah, it's bigger than anything in Texas. Make sure to grab yourself some beaver nuggets. I'll look forward to that. So, and something that bugged me, and apparently it bugged multiple of you too, I'm looking at you, Chris and Michelle, the whole Forge, he's been in this pocket dimension for few decades and he thinks he can just go home i mean there's the whole flight of the navigator thing but then i mean there's reality too i just realized he was in there for 22 years and it's been 22 years since that episode (laughs) to now so therefore the whole thing about the slang is even more appropriate now his parents could have moved probably did do you think they had a funeral for him yeah he could be legally dead yeah when when you're gone for seven years the people in your life can have you declared legally dead i don't know the exact amount i've heard two years i've heard seven i i don't know what it is but yeah you basically declared legally dead because you have to move on with life i mean there's insurance payouts to worry about there's it's just a whole bunch of things. It's people just don't disappear. I feel like people are more likely to do that with adults than with kids, though. I, a friend of a friend was kidnapped when we were like eight, and he's still declared missing, even though it's been 20-whatever years now. Yeah, I think part of it is... Is there a reasonable chance that they could be alive somewhere? Could they be trying to not be found on purpose, which obviously doesn't apply to your friend there, but it is something to consider, you know, like if I decide to go up into a mountain and don't talk to my family anymore, then they can't just seven years later say, okay, he's dead now. But, you know, there is stuff there. But also, if 20 years ago, me, who would be years old because that's how time works just showed up at my parents house today they would probably be really freaked out and not believe anything that i'm saying to them well i mean there's all the clone experimentation you've been doing chris so they'd probably think it was just a clone to you they could be i don't know like there's so many things that are weird here also kaylee is wondering how did the batteries still work everywhere? Because it's been 22 years and batter- we all know that batteries die after two weeks anyway. <laughs> well, the batteries from back then lasted longer. I like how the plot device of Mystique's car came back because she told Toad, don't slobber on it, told, put it into the alternate dimension, and they used it to break out of the ultimate dimension. And almost killed the Brotherhood. But they didn't get slobber on it. That is true. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. She never said not to completely trash it. (laughs) Uh, Well, the devices working in different years 
you had Spike use a cassette recorder to tape Speed into his confession. And that was a big trope for a lot of years. And nowadays, it would be done by a smartphone. Because everybody's got smartphones on there. I just thought, hmm, who would do a cassette tape? And then if you did a cassette tape, you'd probably say, oh, that was fake anyway. Honestly, these days, I might say a cassette tape is more believable in a lot of situations. Yeah, maybe. I th- I just think it would be easier to fake the poor recording quality on a cassette. But who knows? Man, if only we had somebody who would take the time to AI SP confessing to something in a poor recording quality. <laughs> How's that going for you, Chris? I cannot confirm anything at this time. But I was wondering how he hid that cassette player or cassette recorder so that Speed or Quicksilver couldn't hear it. And we're trying to figure it out. And then we both remember that Jinko jeans are a thing that exist. I was going to say, do you remember the late 90s? Everything was so baggy. Jinko jeans are back and I really want a pair. I was they never are? allowed to have them. Yeah. I was never allowed to have them and I wanted them so bad. And. For those now of I'm you like, who do not know what they are, they are, we've gone from the skinny jean to the oversized jean. And I watch a lot of K-pop and not only are some of them oversized, but they're shredded to the point of, I see the entire leg, the front leg, but not the back leg. Why are you only pairing, you're paying for a half pair of pants? Now there's, there's the ripped get, you know, I get, but some of these, like they're shredded to the point where how are these pants actually staying together? Just do the final fantasy thing and add more like buckles and stuff. I had friends with Jinkos who had to either bend over or pick up their pants so they could reach the bottom of the pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pockets i love pockets oh yes this is why i'm glad cargo pants are back if you make your own dresses they can have pockets in them yeah they can it's great i honestly didn't even know this was a thing i was not wearing a lot of normal clothes back then so okay jinko stands for what uh judge none choose one okay choose one but you're getting enough you're getting enough fabric for like five pairs of pants. Mm-hmm. It looks like it. You weren't on trend, SP, back in the late 90s, early 2000s? Oh, you weren't trying to do like the whole techno goth rave scene? <laughs> no, short haircuts and uh, standardized clothing was my thing. No hooded t-shirts? I, no, not t-shirts. I mean, we had hooded sweatshirts for the physical training gear, but no. I have to admit, I kind of hope hooded t-shirts come back because there are times when I want a hoodie, but I don't want something that's thick. So a nice, like thin hoodie sort of deal. I would buy that. Well, they make them, but they're, they're sun shirts. So they have a hood that comes up to protect your, your head and your neck for a sun shirt, but they also have a, I don't know if this particular shirt would be what you'd want because they also have face masks that comes up. They're for like sailors and you know people that are on the water a lot, really. Yeah, they, they make them. I have a few of the pairs, so when I'm out fishing or whatever, I can 
protect myself and not have to wear a sunscreen because the, the shirts themselves are supposed to be SPF 50. Okay. Yeah. The more you know. All right. So I had fun watching these two. I, getting into the groove of oh. it. You didn't let me talk about the voice actors. I was just going to get any last thing. So voice actors. Okay. So let's start off with the one that even at the time I was like, I know that voice. Richard Ian Cox voices Pietro. He is best known as Inuyasha on the show Inuyasha. He's also been on an episode of Stargate SG-1. Like I said, everybody was in anime, Stargate, or Hallmark movies, or some combination thereof. He was also a recurring character on My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. We have Neil Dennis as Evan Spike, who is best known to me, at least, as Ryak from Stargate, Teal's son. So you have, you have Christopher Judge, and you have him, and Christopher Judge has a mutant son, but it's not him, and it's just very amusing to me. And then we have Sam Vincent as Forge, who is best known as Ed with two Ds in Ed, Ed, and Eddie. He's also been in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, and does anybody remember the animated show Stargate Infinity? Uh, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. I I remember I found a DVD of it at an HEB one time on sale, and I should have bought it. But yeah, it's a Stargate series. It's non-canon. It takes place way in the future. Everyone has power armor. Yeah, he was a voice on that. Cool. I like the power armor. Why have I not seen that? It's like, I think it might be streaming on MGM Plus now, at least as of a couple months ago, which is on like Amazon. Oh, Preview or Prime. Prime. Okay. Well, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm liking the voice cast. I mean, they're doing a decent job. I'm not hearing bad stuff. All right. I enjoyed them. What about you guys? You like them? Want to see more? Or should we watch something else? They're all right. It's Stargate. Stargate Infinity is on Amazon Prime with a free trial of Con TV. All oh. 26 episodes. Con TV. 25 episodes. It's an app I've seen, but I have not used. I definitely want to see more. One of the things I hope develops is the X-Men as the an analogy for those who are forgotten. Right now, Scott, Gene, they're the cool kids. And I think if they were discovered to be mutants, the high school would be like the cool kids are cooler. While the Brotherhood, those mutants are the ones representing the outcasts and those who are forgotten and who live a different alternate life. And part of me, I know they're supposed to be the bad guys, but part of me feels more empathy for them because they're coming from poor backgrounds, broken homes. They're being taken advantage of because of that. I think it's interesting that both Spike and Quicksilver get to their teams by being busted out of jail. But Spike gets to join the cool kids while Quicksilver is going to be joining the Brotherhood. It's just interesting that we have that take on the X-Men now. I'm really excited to see more for this too. Um, In addition to all of that stuff, which 
honestly is a lot of what I would have said if I would have talked before Michelle. I'm interested in seeing how they develop Kitty in here. One of the things, just stupid little offhand thought I had was as they were eating breakfast, was Kitty getting any of the sausage? Because sausage, at least in my experience, is primarily pork. And she is one of the biggest Jewish characters in comics. And she like she doesn't go super flaunt that around, but she also doesn't hide it hardly ever either. So is that something that's going to develop in here? Or is that going to be something that they just kind of I was gonna say pass over yeah, pass over <laughs> because there's just no re- not a ton of reasons to bring it up a lot, you know, until you get to the Christmas episode and I don't have Santa and you know something stereotypical like that. Mm. Spoiler, she is confirmed Jewish in the show. So speaking of the brotherhood and them as, you know, kind of the ones that are the most marginalized of the mutant kids on the show, Middleverse in particular was reminding me, I mentioned a bit a few episodes ago how you know, watching this with some distance, it's like, oh, it's this is actually kind of true to how especially young teenage boys get radicalized online, especially these days. There's a movie called Four Lions. I highly recommend it. It's a dark comedy. It stars Riz Ahmed and Kaven Novak, who you might know as Nandor from What We Do in the Shadows. Really funny movie about these four British kids who get radicalized but they're pretty bad at it and that's really what the brotherhood was reminding me of Hmm. you start i feel like i started to notice at least intro episodes are always kind of rough i feel like when you're introducing characters and now we're actually starting to get into the the story moving forward and the character interactions beyond let's introduce character good guy bad guy so I can't wait until it kicks into full gear. If memory serves, I think season three was my favorite, but season two was pretty good. I just remember at the end with Kate Pride in the pool, she just can't catch a break. She gets uh, cannonballed, then Spike comes and deflates her inflatable, you know, with the spikes and stuff. She's just, she can't get a, can't get a break. Well, that's what happens when you join a paramilitary child soldier group, I guess. Child soldier group. <sighs> Can't disagree with that. All right. Next week we'll be covering episodes. Actually, not next week. Next week we're going to take a week off. But in two weeks we'll be covering episode seven, Turn of the Rogue, and Spike Cam. That's episode seven and eight. Looking forward to that. I might actually, you know, dribble them out. Watch one next week, and then the other in the next week. You know, might as well. Dribble. I see what you did there. well michelle what should we do in the meantime well i think we need to hop in the car and go over to like that super cool duncan's party Yeah, we're having fun. We're covering X-Men. It's a Marvel property, and we are looking forward to where this goes, and we're looking forward to hearing from you of how you're liking this. It's on Disney+, and we're covering it in the Disney Plus order, which I believe is the same order that it aired this time. 
So it is going to be fun. So make sure that you contact us and let us know what you think about the series and what you think about our coverage. I want to thank everybody who listens, and I especially want to thank my co-hosts for keeping this ship moving forward. Y'all do so much work. It's just so impressive and amazing. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone who interacts with us, not only on Twitter, but especially on Discord. We have some very interesting conversations. All of our listeners are special, but you, in particular, the person who is hearing this right now, are the most special of all. And we would all give you a giant hug, except we're probably too far away. So uh, give yourself a hug and pretend it's from us. Yeah, true story. The four of us have never been in a room together. Not all at the same time, no. Mm, Nope. I distinctly remember being in a room with you, Lauren. I distinctly remember the multiple times we were in a room together, Michelle. Chris, no, it hasn't happened. And that's by design, by the way. You stay down there. Well, I haven't (laughs) taken a shower before we record, and that's just a general rule. Yeah, I always take a shower before I record. I don't want to repel you guys. I have super-powered audio equipment. Smell leaks through. (laughs) All right. Until next time, I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. See everybody. Hopefully not smell everybody. Next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe I should get some new deodorant. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. I got a text from my best friend since I was three letting me know that she's moving back to Denver by October. Nice. So that's going to be great. We'll be living in the same city for the first time in a quarter century, and I hate that, but that's going to be great. I got the outdoor screen out for the first time last night. Granted, it was for a football game, but it's out. (laughs) I have a new 5.1 sound system out there now, so... It's cobbled together from other stuff that I've had. So it's not like I didn't buy it new for this, but big subwoofer and and everyone's so you think the neighbors are okay with this? I don't care. I don't I don't get if they call me for a noise violation, then cops are gonna come over and they're gonna say, That's pretty neat. You need to turn it down, sir. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> nice. But they explode freaking fireworks all night long, so I mean really going to call me on a subwoofer? That's fine. That's fine. Fine. Anyway, it was pretty cool. I got the outdoor screen out for the first time last night. Granted, it was for a football game, but it's out. I have 
a new 5.1 sound system out there now. So it's cobbled together from other stuff that I've had. So it's not like I didn't buy it new for this, but big subwoofer and and everyone's. So you think the neighbors are okay with this? I don't care. I don't. I don't get. If they call me for a noise violation, then cops are going to come over and they're going to say, "That's pretty neat. You need to turn it down, sir." Okay, we'll do. <laughs> nice. But they explode freaking fireworks all night long. So I mean, you're really going to call me on a subwoofer? That's fine. That's fine. Fine. Anyway, it was pretty cool. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2023.